Bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I just read a fantastic book. It is inspiring. It is fun. It is sad. It is everything. I absolutely loved it. It is called True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. It is by Kevin Sorbo. Hello, Kevin. Hello, hello. I really enjoyed your book. I'm so glad to have you on the program. Now, Kevin, you write about growing up in a loving, solid, uh, first-generation Norwegian family who was fully in love with American values, and it sounded really fantastic, I have to say. I was a little bit jealous. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I was lucky that way. I know I was. I got this little yeah. town called Mound, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's about 25 miles west of uh, Minneapolis on beautiful Lake Minnetonka, and mm-hmm. I grew up in a little town. It was about 7,000 people. Our, our claim to fame being on the shores of Lake Minnetonka is that we were home to Tonka Toys. That's where they used to make them. Oh, cool. And, um so it was. It was. That was our big industry. It was always like in grade school. It was a big trip to be able to go there and walk through the factory and get a little truck afterwards. Or oh, something. that sounds fun. You know, and I grew up in a beautiful little neighborhood that was, you know, middle class neighborhood. Everybody in my neighborhood were were, were teachers, which was mm-hmm. amazing. Either both parents or my dad was a teacher in the public schools there, from you know grade school up through senior high, and. Everybody had three, four, or five kids in each family, so I grew up with a bunch of kids that play in this little dead-end neighborhood. Of course, oh. it's a cul-de-sac now, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, it was, it was wonderful. And, it, you know, everybody went to all of our football games and basketball games. It was a very supportive community with coaches, teachers, everything. So yeah. when I got to college, I sort of got in the real world and realized, you know, there's a lot of things going on out there that I was unaware of. Yeah, definitely. And you talk about a field trip you took when you were 11 that had a huge impact on you. I did. We have a we have a very famous theater in Minneapolis called the Guthrie Theater, and uh, we went and saw The Merchant of Venice. And I know I didn't understand the majority of Shakespeare's language. <laughs> I, I still don't. So. I know. Either do I. It takes a while for me to glide into it. But, yeah. Um, it, uh, it it mesmerized me. I was blown away by it. And I knew at that moment that I'm I'm going to be an actor. That is so cool. Now, going back to what you said a few moments ago about being in the real world, you went to L.A., which is especially different. And yeah, then you isn't talk, that the real world? I okay. don't know. I'm from Northern <laughs> California. I'm on the East Coast now. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, some of your stories, by the way, I have to just say, I love that you wouldn't date a smoker. I thought that was so cool. And she thought that was trivial. I love those stories you shared about dating in, in L.A. <laughs> I wanted to throw some things in there, you know. Yeah. I wanted to kind of break up the story a little bit, but show sure. you know, show where I was and what I had, what what the changes that I dealt with when I moved to a place like Los Angeles. Oh yeah, and then you modeled in Italy. What for three years was it? I went over to Italy um, with a girlfriend that was modeling there, and she said, "Well, you come to Italy with me and spend three months before you go to L.A." So it was seriously, it was in my mind was three months there. Well, it turned into three and a half years. Wow! I lived in I lived in Italy. I lived in uh, France. I lived in Germany, and uh, it was uh, England. I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I want. All twenty-year-olds, instead of instead of marching on Wall Street, they should be marching in Europe and getting a proper education into what life is all about. Oh, sounds good to me. Enjoy your twenties. Have fun with it. Stop being so angry. Your life will work out. Trust me. <laughs> I love that. That's great advice. Now you went back to LA and you got into a lot of commercials, and you've got this really wonderful manager named Beverly, and she predicted big things for you. What did you think of her and what she said? Beverly is a cartoon character. She's not my manager anymore, but <laughs> okay. I was with her. For, I was with her for about seven years, you know, and. I, I, when I met her, I said this woman should have her own sitcom. I mean, seriously, <laughs> she is a, a, a cartoon unto herself, and she went crazy. She saw me and said, "You know, why aren't you a star? Why aren't you a star?" She's screaming at me, and, <laughs> and I looked at her and said, "Well, I'm trying to be. You know, I'm yeah. out here. I think I'm taking all the right acting classes, and you know, pounding the pavement." 
but um, she made a prediction that I would be a huge, huge television star. And she said, but it's gonna be, you're going to be famous, it's, but you're, it's, you won't be shooting in America. You're going to be shooting it's like somewhere in Australia or something. Well, oh, it's funny, goodness. like, you know, a year goes by, and I end up getting Hercules, and it shoots in New Zealand, which is right next to Australia. So kind of creepy in a way. And that course, is the show, pretty I know, and the show goes on for seven years, and we passed Baywatch as the most watched TV show in the world. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. That is so exciting, not to mention you met your beautiful and brilliant wife, Sam. And I loved reading about that. I'm sure you must get that a lot. It's such a nice love story. And You, you know what? I mean, oh, the book ahead. is a mixture of stuff. It, there, sure. it, 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 is, it is talking about my illness and the recovery from it, but there's, yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's a love story in there as well. Yeah, there is. And speaking of your illness, when did you first start feeling that tingling in your arm and the cold fingers? Where were you, know, you in your work? It was between. Um, it, it was. It was actually the end of season five, near the end of season five okay. on Hercules, and I, I had just finished a movie a year earlier called Call the Conqueror, yes. which uh, was in theaters, and I was about to head back to the states to do a big press, uh, you know, all across the country doing Letterman, Leno, and all those other shows. And um, about a month before the season ended, season five, I started getting these sensations in my arm. It was dull, achy. My shoulder was throbbing, and my fingers from my middle finger to my pinky were, were cold. They were ice cold. It was just very, very strange. I called my doctor in L.A. and told him what my symptoms were because before I didn't pay attention to that stuff. Sure. I mean, I'm a jock, and I oh, work yeah. out every day, and I always got bumps and bruises, and you just kind of blow that stuff off. You did your own stunts a lot, right? I did quite a few of my own wow. stunts, yeah. And I, I, I mean, without... The, being braggy about it, I no, did probably about ninety percent of them, and I was into it. I had a great stunt guy, but uh, you know he did the real crazy stuff of a jump from a tree to another tree or something. But <laughs> um, I, you know, I, it was fun for me. I mean, sure. I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball, and all those things. That I, it was, it was fun. I, I loved doing it, and I had, I had amazing stunt guys that saved me and made me look like I was great. You know, <laughs> so that, that, there's a big difference in there. But um, you know, my my doctor said, you know, we'll check it out when you get back here to LA because he knew I was coming there within the month. So I got to LA. I went to see him, and he found a lump in my shoulder. And he said, I want to biopsy that. And at the time, he didn't tell me that. He told me later, but at the time, he thought it was cancer. And uh, I went to the gym to work out at Gold's Gym over there in Venice, which was my old neighborhood. And I, I, I couldn't even pick up a weight in that arm. The pain had gotten so bad. It was just this you know, searing hot pain. And so I went to see my chiropractor just down the road. Now, I've been seeing this guy for eight years, and all that time, he had never cracked my neck because I don't like my neck cracked. Mm-hmm. I'm laying on the table. He's working on my shoulder, and I hear a voice say, don't let him crack your neck. And I went, That's, why did that just pop into my head? I lowered my eyes, looked at him, and I said, did you say something? He said, I didn't say anything. I closed my eyes again. The voice says, do not let him crack your neck. And I, 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 for 10 seconds, I went, why, why? And all of a sudden, boom, he cracks my neck. And I, I told him I didn't like it, but he said I, I felt you needed it, and then I left. And then within minutes, I'm in my car driving back to my fiance's house. I had two very loud pops in the back of my brain. My vision went crazy. My balance went nuts. I felt like I was falling backwards. I had to pull over the side of the road and sat there for 10, 15 minutes. I just sat there and tried to suss out what was going on with me. Why? Why is this happening? What, what's going on? I called my fiance. She said, I'll come get you. I said, no, 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 I'll drive to your house. And like an idiot, you know, the male ego, I'm yeah, fine, I'm fine. Tough. I drive yeah. to her house in that condition. I get to her house, and to make a long story short, because it is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like people have to read the book, because it's a long, the interesting The book goes story. into greater detail, but yeah. um, I suffered two more uh, pops in my head, and oh, one uh, hit my balance even worse, and the other one hit my speech. And that's when I looked at her, and I started slurring my words. I got, I went into shock, and she looked at me, and she says, I have to get to the hospital. We rushed to the hospital, and sure enough, the lump in my shoulder was an aneurysm that had exploded. My left arm was, uh, was, was hundreds and hundreds of blood clots in there suffocating all of the blood flow, and my arm was turning blue. Doctors frantically 
were trying to save my arm because I thought they might have to amputate it if it stayed the way it was. Um, of course, they would have had to. And uh, we found out that four clots uh, went into my brain where I suffered four strokes. And uh, the fourth one was the speech, which luckily dissolved within the hour. The other three uh, stayed with me permanently, and I still have them to this day. But it was, uh, it was a long process to recover. I still have a 10% loss of vision in both eyes. But the balance issue, um, it, took, it took a good two solid years for me to, to feel like I had full control of my movements as I, for walking and running and everything else. I just felt for you because there was so much uncertainty. And I think that's, that really came through in the book is you would hear different things and what's going on. And then there was times where you thought it was happening all over again. Like you were at a concert and you're like, oh, my God, it's happening again. And Sam had to say, no, it's the music and the lights. And, but that must have been so scary, like not really knowing what was happening. Well, you know, it's interesting because some of the doctors believed the chiropractic move and where the aneurysm mm-hmm. was was the reason the strokes went up there. Another doctor said, no, I think it's a separate event. Oh, Another wow. neurologist said that there might be something else there mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that could go off any minute. And, of course, you know, that creates a lot of, a lot of uh, panic and anxiety, sure. which I went through that, which I never had before. I went through depression, went through anger, went through all these different phases that everybody that has gone through any life-altering, you know, illness or catastrophe goes through and that was the biggest reason I wanted to write this book I wanted people to know you know what here's a guy that was in peak physical condition that had something that was that that shouldn't have happened to me that I you know the doctors look for people who are overweight they look for people who are smokers drinkers high blood pressure diabetes high cholesterol all these things I didn't have any of that and yet I still suffered a stroke and um, it's mind-boggling to them as well. They don't know why I did. Um, you know, they believe the aneurysm was something that probably was there since birth, and it just took up until that time in my life for it to do to, a to show itself. Um, it could have been from years of lifting weights and playing sports. I mean, they don't really know what the yeah. cause of it was, but, I'm, you know, I was an anomaly. One doctor said that I was like a 1 in 75 million guy. And I said, well, "Great! I should have bought a lottery ticket today. You know, maybe I was—I <laughs> could be—I could be an invalid and rich." But, yeah, right. um, but it was—it was—it was a long recovery. I had, I had a vibration in the back of my head that lasted oh. for well over a year, 24 hours a day. This buzzing in my back of my brain that just drove me crazy. More with Lisa Davis and Talk Healthy Today coming up. All right, my health-seeking friends, we know you want to be healthier, and that starts with eating better. But with not enough hours in the day, it can be difficult to cook a healthy meal every night. You know what I'm talking about. Not to mention you've probably tried before with good intentions but have slipped back into old eating habits. Well, don't beat yourself up. We know it's hard, and that's why I want to tell you about Sun Basket. Organic and sustainable ingredients and delicious recipes delivered weekly to your door. With Sunbasket, it's easy to stay on track. And today you can get $35 off your first order when you go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. Now the people at Sunbasket have sent me a couple of boxes and I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what have I made? The Carrizo chili is unreal. The Tuscan vegetable soup on a cold day is just what the doctor ordered. The two bean enchiladas is delicious. And the Saigon beef sliders are fast, easy, and so good. Imagine this. The ingredients and the recipes being delivered to your door without the time it takes to shop. I gotta tell you, it's very exciting. When you see that box out there and you go out, you pick it up off the stoop, you bring it into the kitchen... 
Oh, that's exciting. And best of all, each delicious, easy recipe is ready in about 30 minutes. With SunBasket, you have total flexibility. You can cancel anytime, skip anytime, and choose any meal plan you want. So go to sunbasket.com slash talk healthy today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash talk healthy for $35 off sunbasket.com slash talk healthy. And Talk Healthy Today is brought to you by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. That's pretty cool. And I'm not kidding about this. Health IQ can save you up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, you have to qualify by taking a Health IQ quiz or other lifestyle quizzes like the Cycling IQ or Running IQ quiz. You can also get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results. And Health IQ doesn't just take this info and pass it on to an insurer. They are with you every step of the way, from interest to application, through underwriting to the final policy enforcement. This is really cool. Now, by being healthy, you not only live a better life, but you can now also pay less for insurance. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Talk healthy today, or just mention the promo code Talk Healthy Today when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Once again, check this out. It's really cool. Just go to healthiq.com slash talk healthy today. Now back to Lisa Davis. Yeah, that was I, that was really hard. And, and reading about how you felt isolated and about how nobody really understands. And, and you, you write about a big fight that you had with Sam that I think people are, are going to relate to so much. When you have somebody that is feeling ill and feeling depressed, which was totally legitimate, but then the person taking care of you, they understand and they want to be there for you, but there's a limit? Well, you know, it's, it's strange. It's sort of human nature, unfortunately, that we're, we're probably most rude to people that we care about the yeah. most. Yeah. And uh, I was certainly that way with Sam. I was very short with her. I was, I got angry, you know. And I got angry because this, the words she was telling me, the things she was telling me were true. And a lot of times, you know, most times we don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. We'd rather be lied to, you know. <laughs> and uh, she, she was just, she was there. She was the voice of reason for me. Because certainly, I mean, that first year I, I couldn't drive anymore. You know, I, I, I couldn't handle the visual of people walking, running, and cars going by, my brain, it was overload for my brain. It would bring on migraines. It would bring on all kinds of stuff. And it just, it, it took a long time. I went from a guy working 14 hours a day on the set to a guy, when I went back to New Zealand three and a half months later, to a guy working one hour a day. And, you know, the crew was shocked to see how frail I'd become. And, you know, the studio, uh, Universal Studios kept it quiet. They let people know about my aneurysm, but they didn't tell anyone about my strokes because they had a vested interest in me. The show was number one in the world. We had mm-hmm. two more years on my contract. Um, I didn't want anybody to know. You know, I just said, okay, I'm going to keep pushing and keep pushing and make myself better. I cannot, I, I cannot live with this the rest of my life. And I was worried about my life, my career, and everything like that. So I didn't want people to see how frail I'd become. I love the Sam theory about how a person combats any serious illness on three fronts, physical, spiritual, and emotional. And for the emotional, you went to see Dr. Stutz, who wanted you to embrace your shadow. If you can tell us what that means and why it's so important. 
Um, you know, I initially didn't want to see this guy, you know, but yeah. I was at a place where I'll do anything to try to get better right now. So, yeah, I went to see a shrink. And it ended up being a wonderful thing for me to do. And that was, you know, that was, that was my my, my uh, fiancé's idea as well. Uh, she's not my wife, but at the time she was my fiancé. And I went to see this guy, and he said, um, he basically told me, oh, you, may, you may not think you're Hercules or may not think you're Superman, but you do. Mm-hmm. And you you had something happen to you that totally, totally will turn your life around forever. You will never be the same, Kevin. You can never go back to the same person you are. That person is dead. That person is gone. And when he said that person is dead, that hit a huge, huge nerve with me because uh, like a week earlier, I remember I was sitting on top of um, the apartment complex that uh, my fiance was, was living in. And it was late at night, and I was looking up the stars, and I was just uh, incredibly feeling sorry for myself. And I was, I, and I just broke down crying. I felt like I was out the wake of, of my best friend. I thought that I had died. I thought my best friend had died. And it was just, you know, I prayed to God. I prayed to anything that would listen to me that um, I, I could get better and get, get, get what was going on in my brain out of my brain and just feel normal again. And I was angry for myself, not listening to the voice when it said, don't let me crack your neck. I was angry. But I understood what he said. You know, I, I just get past the anger. I had to get past the place where I was so frustrated with everything and everybody around me that, you know, this is what life dealt me and this is not anybody else's fault. I have to look at myself in the mirror and say, what do you want to do? And I did every day. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, "You're getting better." I had a mantra every day. I said, "You're going to get. You're getting better. You're getting stronger." And I kept pushing myself and pushing myself past what the doctors said my recovery would be because um, they believed that you know what I felt after eight months would be it. And after eight months, I was still feeling pretty bad. And I knew I needed to keep pushing myself to make sure that uh, I proved everybody wrong. That's incredible. And and tell us about when you started. What Andromeda? Am I saying it correctly? Andromeda. Andromeda. <laughs> I was watching some. And, I have to say, I love how you wrote in the book when you well, were talking you. to Gene Rawberry's wife. You were saying that that you hope the effects would be better. Well, they certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I've seen the show. I can't pronounce it, obviously, but it, yeah, they're well, good. And uh, it's a show that Gene Rawberry had written uh, back in 1969 when Star Trek originally had finished, and uh, she brought it to me and said, "Look, I've got this show, and my husband." Um, loved the Captain Dylan Hunt, Hunt character, and I think mm-hmm. he'd be a fabulous Captain Dylan Hunt. And Universal Studios at the time was talking to me about going three more years on Hercules, but uh, I kind of was ready to do something else, and I wanted to do something else. And I was a big fan of uh, the original Star Trek series, sure. so I, I signed on, and we had a wonderful five-year run with that show. But the first year on that show, you know, it was the third year of recovery for me. was was tough in a different way, too. They used a lot of smoke. They used a lot of strobe lights on the yeah. ship. and stuff just wiped me out. But I also realized everything that wiped me out, I had to, I needed to expose myself to it, even though it would lay me on my back and I would just lay down and just feel, just get nauseous and just feel horrible. I knew that the only way for me to get better was to keep exposing myself to that, to make myself, it's that no pain, no gain mentality. And I, I believed in it. Wow. Now, how are you doing now, Kevin? You sound great. You know, I'm I'm doing well. I mean, the, the balance issues are, are pretty much gone. I've got to get really overly tired to to sort of feel like okay. I'm having, I feel to get that sort of drunk feeling. Um, but the vision is, you know, I've lost 10% of vision. That's that's life. I've learned mm-hmm. to adapt to that. Um, it it is what it is. It's still there, but I don't notice it unless I try to notice it. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky. Like I said, I, after the strokes, I did the last two seasons of Hercules. I did five seasons of Andromeda. So that in itself was about 160 hours of television. And then I did uh, the last five and a half, six years, I've done about 30 movies. So I've got six movies done in the can, ready to come out. And I've got two more lined up. And I've got a new TV series I start next spring. So 
Oh, I'm, fabulous. I'm staying busy. Staying busy. I saw an interview with you uh, about a movie. I think it was called What If? Is that what if, yeah. That looks great. I'm excited to see Please, that. Please, I, I, I encourage everybody to, that's listening to me right now that they okay. should get that movie. It's on Netflix or it's in Walmart, wherever. It's a wonderful, um, very small independent film, but it's a, it's a beautiful story. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Um, we were at the Movie Guide Awards, which are the the anti Hollywood awards. They go for movies that are they go for movies only that are family friendly. I like so that. <laughs> we were we were runner up to Narnia for best movie of the year, but I won the most inspirational performance of the year award from them. So oh good. Um, it's a it's a one. I'm very proud of that film, and it's got John Ratzenberger in there. Um, people. Oh, know I him. love him. Yeah, Cliff, the Postman from Cheers, <laughs> and every voice in Pixar, and everything else he's done, and Christy Swanson, the original Buffy the Vampire oh. Slayer, Debbie Ryan from the Disney Channel show. She plays my daughter, and it's a reverse, it's a wonderful life type of movie, and uh, people, I think people really like it. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. I'm going on my Netflix and checking it out. I was so glad I came across that. Well, Kevin, you are so kind, and I am so happy for you. And by the way, congratulations on your three wonderful children, and Uh, that's so fabulous. I know. You know, going from a guy that the doctor said, had I not come in uh, within two two more hours, I said for sure I would have been dead to Uh. be able to get married and have three kids. I feel very blessed. I feel very fortunate. Well, what I'd love for people to take away, especially men, go to the doctor, right, Kevin? Because this comes up all the time. Get past your ego. I know. We do. We have to. Little bunch, we, we sit there and go, ah, you know, it's nothing. You know, it, it's something. Your body's trying to tell you something. Yeah, and, you know, Hercules here is saying, go to the doctor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm not half God. I thought I was, but I found out quickly I wasn't. So. <laughs> well, you are a very nice person, and I really highly recommend people get your book, True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Nearly Dying Saved My Life. Kevin, thank you so much. Do you have a website for the book or any site you, you know want what? People can go to kevinsorbo.net. Amazon.com, it's on it, yeah, Facebook. Um, and KevinSorbo.net will not only give them information about uh, the book, but information about my after-school program called The World Fit for Kids. We're trying to get more people on board, yes. make the single national, and also my upcoming movies and everything else. Do you have a minute to tell us about that, or do you have to go? Sure. Well, All right. Uh, tell us about the, I wanted to ask about The World Fit for Kids. What is that? A World Fit for Kids is my after-school program I've been doing for over 14 years, 15 years now in Los Angeles. And, uh, We've uh, become the most uh, successful after-school program um, in the state of California. We work with over 12,000 kids in the L.A. County area. We're trying to go nationwide with it because we do have a good, a good format, a good plan, and a, a wonderful uh, system we work in. L.A. County is no different than most big cities. We have a 54% dropout rate starting as low as fifth grade, which is appalling. Mm-hmm. Um, the 12,000 kids that we are able to get into our program through a lottery system because we just don't, you know, we, could, we, we, we want to take them all. We just don't have the budget sure. to do it. But in a, in a school district with a 54% dropout rate, we have a 98% graduation rate and a 67% higher GPA average. So, I, you know, I go to D.C. once a year to speak with Congress members and, you know, tell them about our program and say, look, this is what we do. Why, why can't you just make this nationwide? I mean, you know, <laughs> you guys can make this go happen with a stroke of a pen. You know, why yeah. aren't we doing this for every kid in, across the country? I mean, this, this is really a no-child-left-behind program that works. So, um it's it's it, you know it's a battle. It's weird. There's there's so much more politics involved in education than people realize, and it's very sad that we we have politics wreck the uh, the future of our country. You know? I agree. It's, it's it's sad, but we're very proud of the the program we got going, and we're growing, and we keep pushing, and we keep talking to other cities to try to get the thing um, alive everywhere. Oh, I'm so glad. Again, I'm so glad you came on the show, Kevin. You're fabulous, and I look forward to seeing you in your new TV series, and I'll, I'll keep my eyes open. I, I won't ask because it sounds like it's hush-hush. So. <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay. <laughs> be good. 
All right, Kevin, thank you so much. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. You too.